Welcome back to the Journey Through the Bhagavad Gita. I'm Radha Priti, and I am here with Balaram and Chaitanya Charan Prabhu. And we are on day 35 of our journey. Today we will talk about chapter 2, text 48. Yeah, yes. and we are talking about karma yoga. So, um, yeah, with that, you want to take us into it, Cece? Sure. Yogastha Kuru Karmani. Ungam tektwa dananjaya, Sidhya Sidhyo Samo Bhutwa, Samatum Yoga Uchate. Translation Perform your duty equipoised, O Arjuna, abandoning all attachment to success or failure. Such equanimity is called yoga. So here, Krishna is talking about equanimity. As the defining as a defining characteristic of yoga, it is called. This is like a definition. It's not the only definition. There are multiple definitions that are given throughout the Gita. But uh, if you consider the word yoga, its fundamental meaning in terms of etymology is connection. So yoga is cognate with the word yoke. If we use a yoke. We basically link two objects. So yoga is the process in one sense. So what, what is yoga? Yoga is the process that acts as a link. Link between what? We as spiritual beings, so we could say us, and the ultimate reality. Now, the link could be talked about in many terms. In us and the ultimate reality, so this could be phrased as the soul and divinity, God, who is known in the Gita as, by the name Krishna. It could refer to various things, but the idea is it's a connection. It's a connection. And this connection, if we consider, if the world, the material level is filled with dualities, then we would like to, if we are fixated on the dualities, we cannot rise upward. So if this is the spiritual level, then, and yoga is the path that takes us to the spiritual level from where we are. Then to go on this path, we need to become equipoised toward the ups and downs. Only when we are equipoised toward these things, okay. Only when we are equipoised toward the ups and downs, then we can be on this path and we can, on the path of yoga, and we can be progressively moving onwards. So, such equanimity is called yoga. The equanimity is towards siddhya siddhyo, towards success and failure. So the Gita tells Arjuna that do your duty. Don't worry so much about what results you will get. And if you can act in such a way, that is yoga. So we have to be equal poised because if not, we'll get distracted, like you said. Uh, like things will pull us away 
if we're not equal poised yeah if our consciousness gets fixated on say oh it's so hot it's so cold it's so enjoyable it's not so enjoyable then whatever activity we are doing say we are trying to understand our spirituality we are going to try to meditate we try to study wisdom texts we are trying to go deep within ourselves we won't be able to do that if we are too caught at the surface at the external level so this equanimity helps us to become undistracted so that we can focus on something higher suppose somebody is doing a suppose somebody is doing a workout now why why because they want to gain fitness now while doing workout sometimes it might be hot the weather when they go out for a run or something like that sometimes it might be cold so now if they are serious about their training then they have to to some extent tolerate it so when they are able to tolerate it tolerate the dualities that means okay it's hot it's cold my purpose is and i want to train be trained so let me focus on that then we'll be able to move forward we will be able to be more purposeful so it's more for being purposeful that to establish a spiritual connection we need material equanimity does it make sense yeah that's a great example that makes total sense thank you thank you now and the gita speaks about this let's uh, balram any comments or should i go to next verse now please go ahead prabhu dureṇa yavaram karma buddhi yoga dhananjaya buddhau sharanam anvichcha krupana palahetavah you bought him because you're in me oh dhananjaya keep all oh all right go keep all abominable activities far distant by devotional service and in that consciousness surrender unto the lord those who want to enjoy the fruits of their work are misers mm-hmm. so now here krishna in one sense while he is he is elaborating on karma yoga he is also bringing a categorical contrast between karma yoga and karma kanda so he is saying that the misers misers are people who are short sighted they are having money but instead of they are using that money to do to some greater good for others or even for themselves just they hold the money they hold on to the money and that does good that hardly does any good to them or to others so in contrast to such misers are you could say generous people or thoughtful people intelligent people so the point being made over here is if we are too attached to the results then that's what we are going to think about and any bigger opportunities that we might have those are not going to be tapped by us a student who is fixated only on the marks will not really seek to understand the subject properly 
as long as i can answer the questions okay whether i get the concepts or not these are the questions that are going to come they are likely to come let me study those let me answer those the subject doesn't matter if somebody is having that approach that's not a very healthy approach so those are short sighted people so in contrast with that that such short sightedness keep away from it so inauspicious work is dure nahi abram kar keep it away by inauspicious work is that which gives only short term results or only material results they keep the miserly spirit they keep far away and when they keep the spirit far away what happens by that they are able to move onward and be constructive that is buddhi yoga they practice buddhi yoga buddhi yoga this this compound word had come earlier use your intelligence to establish a connection and then sharanam the word sharanam is surrender surrender here means that whatever results are going to come accept them don't be too fixated whether the duality you get the positive or the negative have a sense of acceptance because there is when we talk about surrender there is a higher plan there is a higher purpose there is a higher ordering principle so surrender to that higher ordering principle now what that higher ordering principle is that is not yet explicitly mentioned in the bhagavad gita's sanskrit text itself so let's take one more framework to understand this this idea of surrender so generally we think that my work let's put that genetically as action action leads to the result this is what we think how things work but is it that simple because there's a i put my hand in fire my hand burns immediately but if i say sleep with the windows open maybe i want to sleep but next morning when i woke wake up my throat is all choked and clogged with mucus so the results may come but the results may come after a few hours so there is between action results there is time is a factor that means some action you could say the result comes in me is very close some actions the result takes time some actions the results may take greater time so and so for example if we sow some vegetables maybe the vegetables grow in 4 6 4 or 6 months in our garden but if we sow some fruits like mangoes they may take years to grow so action leads to result but there is time involved hmm. not everything gives results immediately but there is one more factor over here that sometimes there is action and in spite of the action you could call it action and then there is a result somebody might try something for a very long time and still they may not get the result so why might that happen because in one sense when the results come 
there is present action and there is a result but there is past action also our past action it also let's put it this way a present action plus our past actions they both contribute to the results so for example somebody let's what were my past action this is more like the starting point say two kids are both learning math or music and some kids just have a great musical instinct and others don't now those who don't have the musical instinct they may have to practice a lot but somebody who has great musical instinct they don't have to practice so much and they already start doing quite well others who have poor musical instinct they have to practice a lot so in when there's a great musical instinct maybe you know the past 90% that brings in the talent over there and the present action the past action the present is just 10 more 10% 10% training and then there is uh, there is good performance the result that is good performance but on the other hand somebody doesn't have much talent their talent is only 10% then they may have to do a substantial amount of practice to get a give a good performance so buddhi yoga means that sorry buddha sharana manvichcha so basically to summarize what i have discussed before i go back to the words that there is if we consider there is duty plus duration plus this past action that we have done this can be called as destiny and all these three combined together they give us the desired result so the idea is that with buddhau sharanam anvichcha that we the duty is all that is in our hands so this is in our hands and for the duration and destiny we need to surrender we use our intelligence take like a intelligent surrender that's what this verse is telling us that sharanam anvichcha if you just fixated on the results you are being short sighted Okay so that's what you're telling us when you started talking about surrender i was wondering how it fit into all of this but you're saying that we do our duty without attachment to the results we're just focused on the process and then we have surrender and you're just like further breaking down what you mean when you say surrender which is which is what you said time accepting that different durations of time lead to different or are required i guess for different results to fruitify and then also this concept of of destiny so your past past um actions influence your future actions yes a future results at least maybe the actions future also future results yeah so one who has a bigger picture of reality 
have this bigger picture of reality and function accordingly. I think it's short-sighted. The idea is we think this alone leads to results. Now, this works sometimes. Sometimes it is just, okay, I worked hard, I got the result. But sometimes it's not that simple. And recognizing that is also important. So, any comments, Balram, rather than I'm just observing it. I think it's nice. Um, yeah. So now, <clears throat> here, let's take one more verse and then I'll, we'll conclude with this. So, Buddhi Yukto Jahatiha Ubhe Sukrutu Tushkrute Asma Yoga Yujaswa Yoga Karma Sukaushalam. A man engaged in devotional service rids himself of both good and bad reactions, even in this life. Therefore, strive for yoga, which is the art of all work. Yeah. So now, we're going to... Um, was this 250, right? So we're going to 250 now. And here it said that if one can stay equipoised in this way, focus forward, focus forward or focus upward to go beyond duality, then buddhi yukto, with such intelligent action, what will happen is these dualities that come in our life, they often correspond to uh, positive karma from the past, positive past karma and negative past karma. So we all have done certain actions in the past. And because of that, we face certain situations in our life in the present. Now, this karma backlog or karma stockpile backlog that is there that has to be processed it has to be addressed. So the Gita is saying that this, in one sense, will keep coming. But you can go beyond this. You can exhaust the karma backlog. You can go beyond the effect of the karma backlog by staying steady in the practice of buddhi yoga. By buddhi yukto jahati, huh? both sukruta and dushkruta, that the positive work and the negative word, you can go beyond it. And therefore, practice you. Uh, so it takes us beyond the duality. A duality coming from destiny. It's not saying the duality will not come. The duality will come, but we will go beyond the duality. And then, here another Definition of yoga is being here. Yoga karma sukaushalam. Such the art of work or the expertise in work. That is called yoga. So, so here what does it mean? That how does one work in such a way 
that one can through one's work rise upward towards spiritual consciousness go beyond duality that kind of work is expert work everybody is going to work in life everybody has to work to earn a living to basically survive but some people can work in such a way that not just they materially survive but they also spiritually thrive and they grow spiritually and such work is called as it leads to spiritual thriving in addition to material surviving so spiritual thriving will happen when one has that focus on one is detached from the work then one is rising towards spiritual consciousness that's what is talked about in this particular verse any reflections questions i love that point prabhu about uh working in such a way that you grow spiritually that's uh, quite a question mm that particular point will be elaborated much more but at this point it is that you could say two things stay equipoised and then focus on spiritual growth that gain greater self understanding greater self realization strive for that and that will come eventually hmm. one of those things that sounds so simple but in practice it's actually quite difficult yeah i think i think that's true for many things yeah. in life isn't it that's true definitely it's uh something which by practice also becomes less difficult it's just like when we learn to drive for the first time so many things to manage but after a few years of driving we just have a chat with other people maybe hear some podcast and still continue driving that's how it works here also it takes practice but by practice it becomes easier so let me summarize we discussed three verses today the 48th verse was about that be that yoga is equanimity that we stay equal amid the duality so that we can rise upward and that is what the gita is recommending then in the second part we discussed how it was 49th text was how karma yoga is much better than karma kanda that karma kanda is the shorter sighted vision that one is concerned only with immediate results but here a person has a a bigger picture a bigger perspective in mind and that's why that person can function with greater detachment in the last part of the 50th text so on this theme of duty plus duration plus destiny all of them combine together to give us the desired result so this uh, detachment the gita said that for this desired result we need to have detachment now how will the detachment come at one level gita is also telling us to be diligent about this diligence for the work but then when we acknowledge that beyond my work there are other factors also which bring about result 
then i can have surrender for those so working in such a way that so when we are doing in work when when we have this whole picture yeah, when when we have this big picture so working with the big picture in mind that is the art of work and that is yoga so that's what anita recommends we all do and by which we can move toward ultimate uh, perfection we can get liberated even in this life thank you so much thank Great. you sorry krishna